Hey, Brie. Hey. So what's cracking? Are we starting a podcast or what? We're starting a podcast. But it's more than a podcast. Well, thank you so much for joining. Hello, audience, everyone watching. Um, thank you so much, Austin, for coming on the podcast. Thanks for um, having we me. We are big fans. Huge. Um, and um, for those of you do, who do not know who Austin is, he is a serial entrepreneur who is most known for starting Locks Club. Um, Locks Club is a dating app for people, people with ridiculously high standards. Um, and although it is known for being for Jewish people, Austin, correct me if I'm wrong, you're expanding so anyone could be a part of Locks Club. Yes, correct. It's like a deli. It's culturally Jewish, but anyone can enjoy a deli. Love. That's the new line. I love it. I live above a Jewish deli, so I'm very familiar. So what makes Locks Club so different than any other dating app? Oh, where do we begin? Um, well, in the beginning of making it, like, I kind of made it as a joke at first. Um, I, I've always, you know, hated dating apps. I mean, everyone says they hate dating apps, but I remember going through a breakup and, like, I must have hit rock bottom because I tried a few of them finally and... You know, just thinking they were kind of cringy and um, made Locks Club initially as a, as a Squarespace website, like not intending to make it a real company or, or app or anything at that time. And um, I think because I was, I was approaching it with that perspective of someone who's like kind of using the dating apps and they didn't feel right, um, it worked out from like, you know, the brand perspective of this like secret speakeasy where... It's based off this old deli and you have to say secret password to get in. And then um, within the app, you have to apply to get in and then like kind of like Soho housey. And then there's um, a lot of offline, like trying to incorporate the old school, like how we used to meet people like in real life, like at, at our events and um, we're doing matchmaking and, and, and like we have some Q and A games in the app to play on dates in real life. So a lot of stuff like that, I think makes us different than, um, yeah, they're dating apps, which are mostly like, you know, like swiping, matching based. Yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, I'd also say that the other dating apps are are free. So what are some of like the benefits and maybe potentially the drawbacks to having a membership based app? And what about what about that subscription model was appealing to you? Well, the benefits are that, I mean, to be honest, what appealed to me, like first and foremost was um, before Locks Club, I was working on like an anti-phone addiction app and it never went anywhere. But um, I've always been, you know, frustrated with myself, like how much time I'll waste on on my phone. I'm sure you can relate. And um, I kind of thought the business model was backwards where companies would, you know, try to manipulate you, your attention to suck you into using their app as much as possible. So then when launch, when Locks Club was launching, I remember thinking it'd be cool to have um, a business model that was like aligned with, you know, what's best for people and, and their mental health. And, um, you know, if you pay up front, then we don't need to rely on sucking your attention to sh- shove ads in your face or, um, you know, manipulate you to convert on certain in-app purchases and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So that was, I, re- I think, was the original intention. intention. And then also, um, 
I remember being inspired by companies like Soho House and Raya, where like you would do apply to get in. And then I kind of like created this curated community where everyone's there for the right reasons. And, and, you know, if you're paying for something, then you're probably taking it seriously. Another big part of it was my mom. My mom, um, my mom has, is on some of the dating apps and was always venting to me about horror stories, how there's these freaks out there that would, you know, lie about their identity or just catfish and, and, um, or just be like a lot weirder. She has so many funny stories. You guys should have her. Uh-uh. She was like no. big on pressuring me to make a, a dating app that was more curated and people had to be vetted to get in. Shout out to your mom. That is so genius. Yeah. Good good for her. Mrs. Kevich really <laughs> taken the game. I'm curious. Okay, so membership-based apps. Like as people that... Like I've been on some of the membership dating apps where you have to apply and get in and it can kind of foster potentially an air of elitism. And I'm curious, did you think about that when you were starting it? And if so, how did you make sure the app would be inclusive? Well, I think from the ethos from the beginning was I was kind of poking fun at the elitist, elitist type um communities that are out there in the elitist brands because I wrote Mm -hmm. the tagline was exclusive dating app for Jewish people with ridiculously high standards. So um, the ridiculously high standards part was me trying to, you know, be ironic and cheeky and like make fun of the elite elitism. Now, like, obviously like we're, we're, we're curating it. Like we're vetting people like those other companies do. But um, I think what's different about ours is like the vibe is more like, it's more like we're looking for down to earth, people and um we're not just vetting people like based on their follow or social media following it's not like all you know djs and and influencers it's more there's like a lot of you know chill normal people like i'm from philly i'm not from la so that's that wouldn't be authentic to me anyway um so yeah like the vibe of the community i feel like is a lot more chill than um some of the other like exclusive more elite communities. So if I want to apply to Locks Club, what are you looking at? What percent of applications do you accept? Would you deny Brie and I? Both of you would definitely get denied. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Fuck. I'm kidding. Can you imagine if I said that? Um, no. Well, I- you never know. Like, it sounds like you're curating a very, like, specific group of people which like I do want it it makes me want to be a part of it more for sure mm-hmm. but I would be worried I I if I was vetting you guys I would look for humor like that's probably my biggest value in in um a friend or dating is like I love people that don't take anything seriously um so if you go and both of you I get that vibe from both of you so I think you guys would have a funny application but um the team weighs other things as well like uh career yeah we have this whole um rating system where like we have our certain values like career ambition family humor um do they do they put effort into the application do they seem you know like normal on social media yeah not serial killers not Jeffrey Dahmer. Killer vibe. Mm-hmm. I know it's not a perfect process. Obviously, there was so much hype, you know, prior to the launch and immediately following the launch. You 
you guys like scaled very, very quickly. Um, other than your plans to open up in three different cities, like how else are you guys trying to like, are you, are you trying to get out word of mouth? Are you trying to just grow general brand awareness? Or do you kind of want to stay a little bit niche and the people who know, know the people who don't, I just don't. Speaking of that, I mean, this is a con it's been a constant debate amongst the team. Um, especially with me versus like traditional marketing. Cause like I've, pre-locks club i was always obsessed with like the secret immersive experiences like like um meow wolf i don't know if you heard of that or magic castle or the kind of like if you know you know type brands mm -hmm. i think that's mm -hmm. so fun like this whole, hence the whole secret password thing um yeah. and then also the jewish thing like what's authentic to me is like building this whole community of you know anyone not just jews but like centered around this like culturally Jewish history with the deli. Um, and it's hard to, to, a challenge is like the public perception is like, oh, it's only for Jews. So how do we convey that, it, you know, non-Jewish people are allowed to without being like so on the nose about it. Cause I want to, I, I want to like maintain that like funny cheeky brand. Yeah, that's really yeah. interesting because I actually got an, a link to invite the app and I was like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the target demographic. Like I mm -hmm. felt like it would be wrong if I was on the app. So I'm curious, what are the different ways that you're trying to dispel that like rumor that this is only for Jewish people? We lean into the deli metaphor a lot. Like I, I, I dropped that, mm -hmm. that one-liner on you guys earlier like it's like a deli anyone can enjoy a deli um which is which is authentic because like when i was first designing the app i did design it to feel like you're walking in spielman's deli say the password then you enter the secret speakeasy in the back called the locks club and um even in the backstory i of, of the locks club it says like you know jewish people hung out here but then also like a lot of non-jews like you know, Frank Sinatra and Marilyn Monroe were frequent guests. So I want it to be, I've always wanted it to be inclusive. I've always envisioned it as like this inclusive community. Um, almost kind of like how Curb Your Enthusiasm or Seinfeld, like they're Jewish-y type, culturally Jewish humor and shows, but like everyone has seen those shows. Everyone loves those shows. It's not like, it's like, oh, I can't watch it because I'm not Jewish. That's what kind of how I imagine the brand for Locks Club. I love that. I Curb's love that. one of my favorite shows. So we're like the Leons mm -hmm. of Locks Club, basically. Literally, we are going to be the Leons mm -hmm. of Locks Club. Um, I mean, I think I can kind of tell, but are there any other ways that Locks Club has been, that it's grown or different since its inception? We do a ton of offline stuff. Like, like a lot of our effort has gone into events um and match and and matchmaking and like i said um we built this fun dirty icebreaker game to play on dates and the reason why i i bring up those stuff is because they don't necessarily make sense from a business perspective like a lot of those require a lot of manual heavy lifting um the roi isn't great it's not like they're these crazy growth channels either but I think it's really important one because it's like i'm creating the thing that i've always wanted to exist in the world like more like offline stuff and 
meeting people face to face. And two, because I remember, like, I never wanted to start a dating app company. Like, I'll be the first to admit no one wants to meet on a dating app. No one wants to say they met on a dating app. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really fun to create these real life experiences. And then um, meeting is meeting someone is more of like a byproduct rather than like the the awkward focus, like a networking event. It's so unnatural and forced when it's like, I'm going to network. Um, or, yeah. Whereas like everything we do with Locks Club, we're like, oh, we're, you know, we hosted a, a Hamilton event where like everyone got to go see Hamilton and then like hang out, get drinks with the cast after. And because the focus is on an activity, it makes it way easier to connect with people, both like for dating or friendship. Dating apps are kind of seen as being either straight or queer. Where does Lost Club fit within that spectrum? We're just on the spectrum. <laughs> I guess we'd be called a fluid. <laughs> I guess we'd be, what's the term? Fluid dating app? <laughs> um, no, that's why I, yeah. I, I really think of Lost Club as more of a, I guess, a club, like a members club. All the ways to describe it are, are so like, boring like members club social club like the buzzwords but that's what it is more so than a dating app because we do have um you know these events where people show up and they'll see they'll they'll see the same people like they'll see their friends that they've made through these events Mm -hmm. and they'll see some people they've gone on date with um so it does feel like more of a community vibe than like the classic dating app and you know there's Mm -hmm, all genders and sexualities are on there. That's awesome. Um, no, I, so I love this. I want to be a part of it. I'm excited to end this call. I'm not excited to end this call, but I'm excited to end the call and download the app and actually use it. Please come hang out. Um, well, you I have, have to apply, Sess. Oh, yeah, I have to apply. <laughs> I want you guys to come. And we have to hope that we're going to get accepted. I, I need you guys to be my social crush at, at the event. So come hang out with me there. We'll do it. Next time we're in LA. You're in New York? Yeah, Sess and I, well, I'm actually technically in Boston right now, hence why Sessana and I are separate, not together, um, but we're both based in, we're both in Brooklyn. Oh, I'm in New York like once a month, half the team is there, and we're launch- I'm going to Boston okay. for our launch. You got to come. Where? I should know this. This is embarrassing. I don't. Um, I'll send you the, the name of the venue and the date after this. Okay, send me the name up. of the venue. You don't deal with the low <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I didn't say it. You said it. Have your team get in touch with our team. Mm-hmm. Our team being me. I'll have my assistant's Corbury. assistant reach out to you guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. I love that. Um, <laughs> so when you go on TikTok, or I don't even know if you go on TikTok, but everybody always shits on like the hinge algorithm because they keep saying that they get really bad matches, which first of all, everybody's beauty and personality lies within so we shouldn't judge people on their exteriors but can you share anything about how the locks club algorithm works and maybe any like industry secrets you know about how other dating app structures are structured yeah i just want to respond to the 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 first part about like everyone complaining about their matches and i'm gonna get this off my chest because um I read customer, I read like almost a hundred percent of people's feedback and the type of people who will email a dating app company are usually like, it means they're complaining or angry. Like why would anyone email an app and be like, Hey, I love your app. Just so you know, 
Um, so I do read anything and I used to respond to everything because I couldn't help it. And um, finally I just hit this wall and I like looked at the other dating app reviews and talked to friends who work at other dating apps. And I think it's a universal thing that everyone hates their their matches. And I think even in the, you know, outside of dating apps, like just in the dating world, period, like everyone complains about their, their dating life. It's just like a universal mm-hmm. thing. So um, we're really focused on like trying to make it as fun and, and, you know, dating as fun as possible and like help people take it less seriously and take the pressure off. And that's why we're creating these like activities and games and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, like no one's like, yeah, my dating life is amazing. I love all my matches and, you know, like, can you picture someone saying that? Austin, I would love to know how maybe you and your team are thinking, or if you are even thinking about how did we change the narrative around dating? Like how can dating be more fun and not a topic of like, I had to put my girlfriend's like hinge profile together. Mm-hmm. Cause she just, she doesn't want to, or she doesn't feel like it. Like, I'm like, why are we even, why is this a thing? I mean, well, my, my, what I'm betting on is that it's all, it's all brand, like, like a brand that, that doesn't take itself seriously and is self-aware that like, no one likes dating apps and no one wants to say they met on a dating app. So like, let's make fun of ourselves and make it, you know, as fun as possible with, um, but we just launched a send nudes feature, for example, where, uh, you cl- while you're chatting with people it's not what you think like you you click the send nudes but it automatically like takes your face and and pastes it on a renaissance oil painting of a naked body so um and we we did it <laughs> for every nude sent we're, we're donating uh to breast cancer awareness charities for breast cancer awareness month so it's a really funny way to send a nude to someone and it, it at first glance, it looks like a nude, like it's a naked body, but it's on a painting. It's really funny. But stuff like that, it just takes the pressure off of dating and makes it more of a joke, which it should be fun. Wow. I'm getting every single one of my friends to sign up for this tonight. We do. We want to get into you a little bit. Um, I don't know how much you know about kind of the background of what we're doing, but um, we just launched a survey. Every season, we launch a different survey. This latest one is about dating and Zillennials' dating culture, their dating behavior. So in our latest relationship survey, we asked a sample of Millennials and Gen Zers how much they value their family and friends' opinion of their partners. How important would you say are your family and friends' opinion when it comes to dating romantic partners? Me personally? Like my family or, or how? Yeah. Um, yeah. Very. I think like 10 out of 10. Why? Because they know you better. I mean, especially family knows you better than anyone and, and has your best interests in mind. And uh I know obviously like there's I've seen situations where like me and my siblings um will date someone who then grows on the family like maybe in the beginning they were surprising but then they grow on the family but yeah I think at some point your family should be like yeah like you guys are I like that person you guys are compatible it's definitely a red flag if your family doesn't doesn't get it unless there's unless you're just like yeah you have a weird family situation um like the fly swatter guy 
he just looked over when I said that. <laughs> he just looked over when I said that. That's a name. <laughs> it was Alec. Awesome. He he actually built the app with Alec. me. He's my co-founder. Oh, he should be here. Yeah. Yeah, he really should have joined. I know. We'll get him on the next well, he's one. He's been hovering. What right the now. hell? <laughs> Can you see him? I think we need to do an. Hey, Alec. What's up? Alec. We missed you on the pod. He can't hear you. They're saying they miss you. You should join. Let <laughs> me on the next one. I've we been missing covering the whole time, so. <laughs> Are you both single or in a relationship? She, or situationship? She asked if we're both single or in a relationship or situationship. What'd you say? I didn't answer. I've been dodging it. <laughs> I'm pretty single. Alec has been slaying on... Through Locks Club. Wow. On Locks Club? And I don't care if his Locks Club date tonight hears this. He's been slaying. I love this. Situationship or maybe potential relationship? Situationship or relationship? Definitely. I mean, they're starting a situationship. Yeah, that's that's all. He's in his slutty face. (laughs) Do you feel like the woman who you match with, Alec, feel some type of way about you know the fact that maybe you can hack into the system and see what else they've been up to she asked if the girls feel weird knowing you could hack into the system and see what they've been up to (laughs) he said everyone asks him and he definitely doesn't hack into the system and look what they've been up to (laughs) 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 so i'm curious then um what has the rest of your dating history been like? This one was like a meet cute organic moment. Like, did you always feel like it came that naturally to you or were you were on the dating apps before and it just was not going well? Well, my, uh, my ex-girlfriend before Locks Club, I met, also met um, at a restaurant, just like she was sitting at a table nearby and my mutual friend knew her mutual friend. So we, we went up and said hi and invited them to our New Year's party. Um, a lot of a lot of pe- a lot of like m- girls I've dated have been for kind of like serendipitous. Is that how you say it? Serendipitous situations like that. Um, ironically, when Knox Club took off, you'd think I'd have the pick of the litter, but it it working on it took over my life. Like I, I literally didn't have a life yeah. for the first year and a half until we were able to hire more people on the team. Um, so it's kind of like a blessing and a curse. My dating life was, was uh, like had cobwebs around it. <laughs> I love all your metaphors. Do you like think about them before or do they just come naturally? I have a, a poster of metaphors right behind the computer. And I prep, <laughs> I prep, I knew it. I prep them to plug. Which one of the day? Like, Metaphor 37, cobwebs on my dating life. This one was so fun. Specifically, just loved getting to know you more. Um, We look forward to staying in touch. Thank you for your time. Thank you for coming on. We're so excited about what you're building. This is amazing. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Yeah, But Who Cares? We care a lot about what you think. And actually, your reviews really help us out. So please like subscribe, follow or comment and leave a review. Even if it's negative, we want to improve. And I'd like to give a big fat disclaimer. We are not professionals. We are not therapists. We are not financial professionals. So 
please seek out professional help. Um, and this podcast was produced with our friends over at Yabba yeah, Who Cares, including our trusty producer, Serena. Serena. Um, it was also produced in partnership with Under the Influence. Shout out Under the Influence. Shout out Under the Influence. Where can people find us? If you want to find us, you can find us on our personal pages, Bree Springs and Sasana. Yes. But more importantly, you can find Yabba Who Cares on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. Did I miss anything? I, that's actually the most accurate one. Yeah. That's the most. Those are the most important ones. Yes. So thank you. Goodbye. See you next week. Kisses. Kisses. Kisses.